Welcome, welcome, my lovies, to Faces of Postpartum, the podcast. I am Ariane Ode, writer, mom, photographer, advocate, and founder of the project. In this podcast, I feature postpartum stories from parents, informal discussions with friends about parenthood, and interviews with passionate providers and experts. Everything here is evidence-based, honest, and heartfelt. So stick around for unfiltered talks about the postpartum period. It's always an honor to have you here. This is exactly who we are. Sitting on the ground? Yeah. That, that sounds fair. Okay, does that work? I think so. Looks like it's working. I don't know. What do you think? I have no idea. Okay. Hi, Mara. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's going awesome. We're really good friends. We are. What did I say? Mara, but I think it's just because it sounds Mara. fine. With your... But it's funny because in French I would say Maha, which is like... Maha? Maha. It's like Hebrew. Maha? Yeah. Mm. But that's well, that okay, sound Jewish. is like Hebrew. Mm. The ch. Not everybody can make that sound. <laughs> I'm glad I can do that with my throat. I'm very proud of myself. This is going great so far. Yeah. And we are indeed friends. We are. Like, how long have you known each Have we known each other? Thinking about this the other night because... So when we really became friends was like when you came to my house to do the phases of postpartum, right? Yes. So Hazel had was like three months old. It's true. So that would, if we do math. Which we don't. <laughs> like three years. Three years. Because she's three. But we had met a couple of months ago. I think she was five months because... Okay. When I met you, she was tiny, I guess. At the, we did the postpartum support Virginia. Yeah, I was pumping at that training. Do you remember? Yes, and okay. I think this is why I fell in love with you. <laughs> I was like, of course, we need to be friends. I was like presenting and pumping at the same time. <laughs> Look away. <laughs> you didn't say that. I did And that. no one better than I because no, that's what we do. Because this is our people. This yeah. is our two people. Yeah. Okay, so you are, I'm looking at my notes here. A licensed professional counselor, right. aside from being my friend. That's right. And we have to say that our girls are playing upstairs in my bedroom. That's right. And we're hoping they cooperate, <laughs> which might not happen. It's touch and go. Yes. It's touch and go. Okay, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Licensed professional counselor, what does that eat during winter? What does that eat? You don't have this expression in English. No. When we don't know what something, I mean, I know what you do. but I was like, I'll tell you what I eat during winter if you really want. <laughs> No, it's an expression in French. Dis-moi ce que ça mange en hiver. Which okay. means like, just tell me what it eats in, in the winter. Like, just give, tell like, me more about it. Like, what is an LPC? Yeah. I should just have said okay, that. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, so in order to get an LPC title, you have to get a master's degree, which happened, I feel like, a million years ago. You graduate, and then you do hours under supervision. It's a, basically a residency. It's about 4,000 hours. And then after that, you take And then you exam- take a test. That you passed. I did pass it, yes, but in also- September of last year. So I've only been an LPC, not even a year. I know, but you've been practicing for a while. Right. And you've been doing training for Prosperity Support Virginia for also a while. That's right. So your specialty is? My specialty, I would say, is perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. The PMAD. The PMAD. The PMAD. Is there an S? PMADs? PMADs, yeah. Because like it's all the things, all the really. Things. Plural. Plural. And then I've been diving into, sorry, talking to the mic. Okay. So I've also been diving into a lot of stuff in the NICU. So then I would say just, I don't know, parenthood, trauma, this huge transition, 
like that's my specialty i like it yeah okay me too do you like it yeah yeah okay i do and i remember so this is this is all the questions i have for today uh <laughs> okay bye uh, what do no. you eat in the winter and yes what do you eat in the winter but also i remember when you passed your test you were like i'm kind of um, playing the game here because they're not talking about sleep and it's like from the get-go let's just talk about sleep because so okay yeah. sleep Because one of the first things that, and sometimes the only thing that mm -hmm. new parents have under their control, not to go completely nuts, is sleep. Yeah, or not under their control, right? Because if you have a, okay, so sleep is really important for many reasons, but one of them is like lack of sleep exacerbates every single mental health concern that we have, right? So now what we say is, okay, here's a new baby, a brand new transition, a potential mental health concern, and try to get some sleep even though this baby is waking up every two hours <laughs> to eat yeah it it sets people up for failure. a really tricky time yeah, yeah. so yeah, let's not use failure because no it just sets you up for a really hard time right yeah. so now you're trying to problem solve one of the hardest things you've ever done on no sleep which is also used as a torture technique in by like right by the way so one of the things we try to do right at first is see if we can at least just get people four to five hours of sleep in a row because that that's huge i mean that will help restore your your brain functioning and right? people every single person i said that to they're like well i can't because usually the person who had the baby is a woman or in charge of feeding or in charge of feeding and right. or the default parent that is not quote unquote working the next day and this is always the excuse it's like yeah but I'm not working tomorrow yeah so can we I just can blow we that up yeah if you're listening to this and you are the working parent who leaves and the person staying home with the baby and we've sort of set this up that it's the harder thing to leave and work it's not no it's not if you can pee whenever you want to pee then you're automatically <laughs> not doing the harder thing Maybe we could just set it up that way. Maybe we can set it up yeah. that way. And also mention, without removing all the glory to raising children and the vocation that supposedly <laughs> comes with it, that it's a fucking job. It's a, well, it's, a, it's job. a job and it requires you to be on yes. 100% of the time. Yes. Even if you're sleeping and taking a nap, you're still on. Because yes. at any time, that you could have to up. do a thing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you can go make a cup of coffee whenever you want. Go to the bathroom whenever you want and talk to another adult at any time. That's the easier gig. So get up at night. Yeah. You don't have you to be the only up. one getting up at no, night, no, no, but, no. but do your share. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. A shift there. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is also like the first thing. When I, I got really sick, I sat down with Elizabeth. She took her notepad, legal pad, and she was like five to four hours, four to five hours of consecutive sleep. And I almost laughed. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. well, how does that even work? That makes no sense. It does make sense if you go to bed quite early and someone is in charge of feeding right. or like you, you do pump and I will, you know, it's, it's flexible. And Mike sometimes would come and give me the baby and hopefully, you know, we picked the longer stretched. And she was also five months old. She was not two weeks old. So mm -hmm. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. But still, still, I asked him at the beginning, I was like, you're going to get up with me. Yeah. Like you will support me. You will change. I will know that you are yeah. also in charge of something. Just hand her to me. And then you're in charge of putting her back to sleep. That's right. Or that's right. Like solidarity. Solidarity. That's right. Is everything. And my husband was great at that. He got up. I would pump. He would feed the baby. We would throw on a Jeopardy. 
And I still make fun of him because there was just these times where he would like his eyes would be closed and he would be like, what is the Panama Canal? Do you know what I mean? He would like, <laughs> you know, like answer the Jeopardy question. So it was more about could I have done it all myself? Maybe. Probably. <laughs> but it was about like, I got like I'm here. And then once they got older, yeah, we took every other night. So it wasn't just me. I mean, societally, things just fall on women. So let's understand that. Mm-hmm. And if partners then could, you know, make sure that you're taking care of that, taking care of your partner, doing some of it, like it takes two to tango here. Yeah. Or if so, you can yeah. hire someone. And yeah, which, which sure. sounds like very privileged, but well, I it know, is, but that's okay. But I that's mean, also yeah. okay. And people have a lot of savings and people spend a lot of money in baby showers, which I, I feel should go into a fund yes. for postpartum. So stop registering postpartum. for like, you know, heated wipe packs whatever you know what i'm talking about oh i know exactly no judges if you do if you want those that's great but but also (laughs) but also postpartum care because i think we just send people off to figure it out on their own and with no sleep and that's that's terrible so also understanding it's it's not permanent whatever you come up with at this time for like okay you to go to bed at eight and then you you do the two o'clock feeding so we're getting you a chunk of time and then your partner goes to bed at midnight and gets up and does the six o'clock feeding or whatever like, this is a temporary Gig. solution. Yeah. Because I think also when I see people, they're like, is this how our life is forever and ever? And it's like, no. Like, let's just, just a plan for now. Yeah. Just a plan for now. Just for now. But it's hard to know that when you're in it or in the thick of it. Yeah. So this is why, this is why you got a postpartum plan. You got to get a postpartum plan. Get a postpartum yeah. plan. So I think, I think this conversation is going to be, because I've been asking Caroline, which is my lovely intern. <laughs> to do to gather all information about postpartum plans and i think this is going to be the episode that is that the postpartum comes, plan comes yeah. with a postpartum plan so well, you guys po- can download it postpartum support virginia has a really good one i know it's really good it's a really good yeah one. yeah i know is it and online it's online oh i'm sorry i didn't even know that that's fine i probably just like print it print it so yeah. it's all also there if if I haven't gotten my shit together and it's on the Yeah, side. and the more it's the merrier. Yes. I mean, whatever. And yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, not at all. So postpartum plan, what mm-hmm. is this? What does that mean? Well, it's planning for the postpartum time frame, right? Which people kind of, I don't know, I did this too, for my, especially with my first kid, where I was just like, I'll be fine and mm-hmm. we'll just wing it the way that I've done everything else in life, right? It was a poor choice because it led to like a lot of anxiety and a lot of trying to figure out things on the go and it's not a it's, that's not the best way to do things is all I'm saying so especially if you're doing a birth plan so we're all this society we're all about planning this birth where we have zero control and I mean that to free people not to freak people out right so although it's a good advocacy, you should do it yeah it's a yes. good to, uh, to bring some agency back into your Absolutely. labor room I think it's super great and if a nurse or a doctor rolled their eyes at your birth plan you should punch them in the throat and move on yeah the throat or the kidney or I the think kidney. whichever one yeah <laughs> whichever is <laughs> but that said. being said it's true that birth is absolutely unpredictable and you right. have far more control over your postpartum period that's all I mean yeah so usually. you should definitely do the birth plan yes and understand that you have a lot more control over your postpartum plan. So what that meant for us the second time we had the baby was breastfeeding was such a horrible shit show for us the first time around. So like it meant hiring someone who was going to help us with lactation, who I really trusted. It meant writing. Yeah. It meant writing down, remember that you can always step away from this 
and it doesn't equal failure. Breastfeeding. Yeah, I was essentially writing that to my anxious self who was going to think that. And I knew she was going to think that and sort of excusing her from from that panic, right? So you can do those things. Like, hey, if this happens, think about these things. Or if you need a therapist, here's the number. So you're not anxious in the middle of the night at 3 a.m., Googling the best therapist, right? So it's just planning in that way. Um, Also, who's going to send you food? Like who's going to, who can come hang out with your older kid? Who can, you know, if shit hits the fan, like who can come spend the night with you? Yeah. Who can you call at 2 a.m.? That's right. Who's going to give you like the most non-judgmental advice? Those people, write them down. Because it doesn't have to be one person. I have like one person for each moment of panic that I could have like <laughs> right. my sister was really good at x y and z right uh, my therapist was great for that right you were great for if she hit the fan yeah. what I'm just messing with you yeah no I think it's having all those people yeah. who are gonna be like girl like what what's the best choice for you yeah like that's the answer so I don't know thinking about that ahead of time was really empowering and then I didn't have to use half of the stuff on the plan but I had but that's part of it is like the that safety net of, of yeah if this, then we'll do this. And if this, then we'll do this. Yeah, I had my psychiatrist phone number. And I yep. had the restaurant that made me happy. If yeah. I didn't want to or didn't know what to do for dinner, whatever, Mike could always right. just... Or what I... And we talk about, you know, outsourcing, but also food. I love breakfast food. So Mike would just make me breakfast food for Great. evening or lunch or whatever. Well, and reminding them of that too. Because, yes. like, they're not sleeping either, right? In yes. theory. So saying, like, just a reminder... <laughs> I love a venti vanilla latte and at any time like yeah that will make me happy I'm just saying just just potential yeah (laughs) I'm just saying but yeah I don't know I think talking about all that stuff is really helpful yeah and with your partner and with your with whoever's your support yeah team yeah because it was never meant again I think I'm gonna sound like a broken record but it was never meant to be like a one-person job like or a two-person job for that matter no I mean we're supposed to raise kids in villages Right. And then we've had a year where we've just been isolated, raising kids with, you know, a partner or with just a couple of people. You see the effects of that in your practice? Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, I think anxiety and depression's up like four times. Mm -hmm, That's pretty And trauma. I mean, this has been a trauma, a collective societal trauma. And the difference between a trauma like this and like, let's say, I don't know, like a 9-11, which was a horrific societal trauma as well is that it happened and then it was over and then we got to the healing which was the connection and the storytelling and the meaning making and all that and I think the thing about COVID that's been hard is that it's it's ongoing yeah and we haven't gotten necessarily to the connecting and the meaning making yet because we're still reeling from what's happening and the loss and not feeling like we trust people. You see, that's interesting. This morning I, I was interviewed by a woman and she was like, we talked about suicide and maternal mm-hmm. suicide. Mm-hmm. And for some reason she asked me about what's the angle here? She was like, I'm not asking you to write the story for me, but what, what's, what's your angle? And we were talking specifically about what's happening right now and mm-hmm. society. And I said, I think my angle is that I'm afraid we're going to sweep that under the rug yet again. And what you're saying about the fact that it was, it took so long and it's still happening. And now yeah. employers are like, 
come back in five days a week. No, and and there's just no reckoning of. Yeah. Like reckoning. Yeah. There's no reckoning. You're right. There's, of, there's, of, right. Of what happened, and therefore there's no storytelling, no connecting, no meaning, no no nothing. So we're just right. We're just, just get right back on the horse without exactly. processing the fall. Like exactly, it, which I think I tied to suicide because people don't want to talk about it because it just right. makes people very fucking uncomfortable. That's right. And I think we're all over. We're done with COVID, and yet, but we're not. But we're not. Right. We're far from it. Right. Right. And so we can't really sweep it under, under the, rug, the rug the way that we like to, yeah. which is like let's just carry on. Yeah. Let's just, just carry be productive. On. Yeah. Make money. That's right. And and women, I mean, disproportionately, like mm-hmm. I think. Over 50% of the women in the workforce left during COVID because just a reminder that women carry Terrorists. society on their back. So just gentle reminder. But I think that's something to look at too. So now we're like, okay, we, I mean, everybody needs to go back to work, but like we had to stop or we had to shift or we had to do all this stuff and we're not paying attention to like what that felt like. And the anxiety that we all still have going out into the world again, like... That's causing a lot of stress and anxiety. And it also caused and is causing, and I'm not saying they did it on purpose, but the way pregnant people and birding people and postpartum people got treated Mm. was just horrifying. That's right. You know, like the doula, no partners, you know, like stripping them from support. So therefore from, you know, putting them at risk of greater trauma well the trauma is going to be hu- i mean we don't have the numbers on that yet right but, but it's like be massive yeah well if we look at pre-covid numbers i mean 35 percent of births are traumatic which is really fucked which up. is pretty fucked up like if you uh, think yeah about as it, a baseline of- yeah a third like over a third so that's a baseline that's with support that's without a mask on mm-hmm. i mean and again all of these things you know, I understand why those decisions were made on on one level, right? Like, this was the health of people. But from the mental health perspective, like, that's going to have long-lasting effects. So now we have the potential for much higher birth trauma numbers. And then you go home to a very isolated world where, like, normally we say to combat the anxiety, the depression, by the trauma go ahead and connect with people we need the connection that th- the number one thing that we can do to combat trauma is connection and now what we had was a way like a way harder situation here as far as connection goes because zoom's awesome like i think we learned some stuff that we can do things over but it it doesn't replace that energy the firing off of you know the brain chemistry the mirror neurons it doesn't replace any of and that and it doesn't do your dishes either it certainly doesn't Paper plates. Just get paper plates. <laughs> Sorry, I do care about the environment. <laughs> but I just think that's like, we then now are like just carrying on and what we have is like now a whole generation of parents and then new moms who were parenting and birthing in a way that we're not meant to. Yeah. So we got to pay attention to that. I mean, we're going to have to, we're going to have to treat that. I love, I agree with you 100%, and I love your we. And being the socialist that I am, I Mm. am, like, really, like, I cannot agree more. And yet we live where we live. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how the hell is that going to happen? It's a, I mean, I think it's it's the grassroots movement. Because it's not on a, like, 
although we're we're alone man do you feel like that sometimes yeah like, yeah I do I do you know we're doing this work and and still in a very freaking privileged setting and yet we're like barely making it yeah and I think that's okay so look at that for a second we are two white women yeah who live very privileged lives with enough money to do the things we need to do to buy a house to send our and it still feels like we can't breathe no we can't so if that's what's happening here yeah, yeah. that is, i mean that's terrible the trickle down effect of that is is completely jacked up yeah so our country we're failing mm-hmm. so let's just get that out put of the that way. out there we don't take care of our parents we don't take care of our families yeah. in any way. I mean, the fact yeah, that like I'll be in, in session with a client and they'll be like, oh my God, it's so exciting though. My husband gets four weeks off. Isn't that great? And I'm like, like, yes. And also what? Yeah. it's We're, not- Yay. Four weeks. And is get it, out of here. And usually it's also, you got to take some of your vacation in there. Right. Like when right. Mike stayed with me after Lou, it was two weeks, but it was the two weeks and that was that it. was it yeah there's nothing left after that yeah brian had just gotten a new job uh-huh. a month before we had ada my oldest so he got no time off yeah it's like how does that and how does that work for them too and it's funny i'm getting more questions like are you gonna interview partners are you gonna interview men and i'm very reluctant because there's a side of me people are like you have a dad's too and i'm like well dads can do their own fucking advocacy work <laughs> well, why do i need to do everything but yes. at the same time i'm right. like this is the family <sighs> i don't think it's that look we care about dads right but i we think we about- also know like and partners and and Yes, 100%. I think here's the thing, though. Like, we know the number one correlation with, like, a partner or a dad getting a PMAD is their partner having it first. Yeah. So it's not that, I mean, for me, it's like, it's not that I don't care. It's just that there's a root. we need to, to treat the root cause, which is the person who just gave birth. had the hormones yeah. and, the, and the shift and then delivered a human one way out of their body or another either way you've been split in two literally and figuratively right yeah. we got we got to start there and not not care about the partner we have to care about them too but we have to first start with how are we treating yeah. this a vessel and what we're doing is we're treating them as a vessel and then the baby comes out and goodbye goodbye how's your baby mm-hmm. always fuck the baby yeah, the baby's fine. Like, and I, I mean Everybody, that in the most, the whole, like. That's, that's what's fucked up. Yeah. It's like the whole society will, will care for that baby. Can, that's right. So can we just focus, like the baby's going to be fine. Yeah, if you're good as a parent, like if I'm good, my kids are automatically good. I've noticed that because I'm present, yeah. because they're getting a really happy, content presence in their life, right? If I'm good, they're good. So I can make sure they're good by by being good. And we miss that, right? Like this whole story was being a mom was like being the giving tree. You know, the giving tree. Yep. Okay. I used to love that book. I was like, this is the meaning of life is just to give up all your shit. I loved that book. And then I became a mom and I was like, that bitch has no boundaries. Like that bitch has no boundaries. (laughs) Right. Like she needs to still have her branches in her limbs and stuff. And, And to be able to be there for that. I mean, that kid just came back and like sat on her stump. And I was like, what a dick. (laughs) I hate you. 
Yeah. Are you going to yeah. have her grow back? No. No. She's dead. So then I was like, wait a second. Okay. So now it's, this is where it gets confusing, right? Is that now it's the balance and the balance is tricky, yeah. right? Is I deserve to have my own stuff going on separate from my spouse, separate from my kids, separate from my parents, and also want to be present in all those relationships too. Yeah, I think a lot of the fear is that if I'm taking time for myself or and even within within my own body, I feel it sometimes. I'm like, does that mean I'm bad? Does that Mm. mean I'm going to be? So there's a huge correlation between taking care of yourself in a real self-care way, not in a right. mani-pity way. Although, no. like, mani-pity is fine once in a while, but that's not what I mean. I mean, like, advocating for yourself. The best form of example of that is, have you watched that uh, TV show on Hulu called Shrills? No, I haven't yet. And she has an abortion at the beginning. Okay. And, wow, this that is sounds good upstairs. upstairs. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> and she says something like, this was the first time of my life in my life that I've really cared for myself and, and not because it felt good no. or because it was great, but because I made a decision for my own quality of life. That's right. And I chose myself That's right. first. And I was like, yes, this is what the explanation I needed to hear mm-hmm. and to understand what really self-care meant. And of course, self-care is also a movement that was grassroots by black women who just tried, right. you know, trying to process their trauma and we just like goofed Sto- it. Oh yeah, we goofed it. Well, and we stole it as we do most We're things, white people. And we made it a multi-billion dollar industry, industry that only benefits white people. That only benefits white people. And also is impossible. Basically they say achieve this, but it's impossible so yeah. you, you buy more things. I mean, so really look at that and, and look at what is your self-care really? Because what self-care should be really is something that is excessive to you meaning yes in excess of right like it's not a shower a A shower shower is basic so it's not going to the grocery store i tell clients this all the time like yay go to the grocery store on your own that's cool still not but that's still for the greater good of the people around you right so often what people have to do in order to understand how to take care of themselves is think about what they would do for somebody if they were taking care of them. Oh, that's just good exercise. Right? So I'll say to someone, okay, if your friend was going through what you were going through, what would you do with them? Just to like, hey, I want to come pick you up tomorrow and we're going to go blank. What, what, fill in the blank. Is it a drive? Is it a lunch coffee? outside? Is it a coffee really slowly? Is a hotel it room to sleep? a hotel room? Is it a, a hike? Mm. I mean, what is it? And people can always fill in the gap for what they would do for someone else. A hundred percent of the time. What would you do for someone else that is you? Like if you were, if you were exhausted right now, yeah. I'd co- probably come pick you up and take you out for dinner or go on a nice walk. That's my jams. That's your jam. That's, that's my jam. I'm projecting on you. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we were but, doing some exercise. But, but that's the exercise though, right? Is yeah, like, that's perfect. Okay, and then I, so I should for self-care, in theory, do those things, right? Yes. Like I like to go out in nature and take a walk. I like, so, but if that's, if you need to project it onto someone else to take it back, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But, I, but I'm just reflecting on the fact that we're so good at figuring out how we would take care of someone else. Oh, yeah. It, it comes out And then like they're like, okay, natural. so what do you want to do for you? And people are like, oh. I don't know. I don't need anything. I, I think I'll take a shower. Like, yeah. what? Cut my nails. Cut my nails. Yeah. Because it hurts my baby when I, I nurse him. But, and I think, <laughs> I think the difference also, we're talking like we're years. Wow, I can't believe I'm finally saying this. Years into motherhood. 
Yeah, we are. We We survived the the newborn phase. These things are hard when you're in survival mode. Correct. They need to be much smaller. It needs to, yeah, much smaller, much less ambitious. I mean, you need to be okay with that. And this sucks. And if you're not okay with that, take a chill pill. And I mean that in a literal way. I cannot. (laughs) And even nowadays, I'm like, okay, this afternoon, I wanted to do that. The pool is not happening and just everything like start crumbling. And if I can't bring myself physically down to a level of energy that is not murdering everybody. Sure. I take a chill pill. Yeah. Like I do take it because otherwise. And then my kids are like, oh, mom, mommy's nice. Well, and I think part of it is slowing down because I think so many of us are like high achievers, like pre kids right and it works really well which is like i'm gonna do this this and this i'm gonna get a degree here i'm gonna get a degree there and then we get into you know new motherhood and you've got to slow down so even if what you did that day was like feed a kid which is okay and and lay there and watch a show like that's rad good for you you're talking and physically i know i'm itching like i i maybe so you need to slow down too is what you're saying yeah uh-huh don't therapize me. I'm not therapizing you. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I know you agree. I know you agree. I, I agree. <laughs> I, just, I just feel them coming down the steps. No, no, I no, feel no. that they're coming, which I'm very surprised. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm very yeah. surprised. Um, it's hard. And I, I, yes. I'm angry because I'm like, I've been asking that for myself or of myself for like decades. And mm. now I have a kid and I'm supposed to slow down. I like going full spin. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I know it's not healthy, but there's still, I'm like, so it's society's fault. And I'm like, yeah, part of it is, but it's also your fault because you can't mm-hmm. chill. And it's like this, this balance act, balancing act between yeah. what has been, you know, I'm aware of my conditioning and right. also I feel it's unfair and also I'm like well that's on you you decided to make these kids and it's hard and I just some days I just feel like I can't get out of it like I'm stuck stuck in my head Mm -hmm. stuck in yeah and it brings me back to these very first moments of their lives where I was like is this it Mm -hmm. like why was I going that fast before? And why is everybody expecting me to just sleep when baby sleep now? Sleep when the baby sleeps. Like, I don't understand what what's that shift. And basically, I just waited until it was over and I could resume yeah. my full speed. And now I'm like, I'm not sure it was the right move. Wow, I'm really in therapy with you right now. No, that's great. I'm yeah. not sure it was the right move. And now I'm having to learn to slow back again. And at the same time, becoming a mom is a good teaching exercise or teach good lesson well, because it pushes you to do that but at the same time like that battle well you're also trying it's, to figure out you're i feel like you're trying to figure out a setting for yourself which is like do i need to be slow or fast yeah and i think it's like you can change that hour by hour and we don't we don't do that well either we're like what is the truth of the matter yeah am i slow Forever. or am i fast is motherhood yes. awesome or does it suck do i want you know what i mean and i think if we could like right. just stop it you're allowed to think that motherhood is like the most beautiful wonderful thing and think that it's like extremely challenging and you're not sure you want to do it anymore all in the same moment. Like, can we just like fucking get rid of that? You're also allowed to like decide that this morning needs to be slow and this afternoon needs to be fast. Like, I think a lot of humans problems is trying to find the truth of the matter where there is no truth. And this ladies and gentlemen is why we are <laughs> friends. Seriously. Yeah. There's no truth. None. 
It's well, it's all true. There's a million truths. I'm gonna lay down. You're gonna lay down. It's not that there's no truth. It's just that it's all true. Down. I've loved my kids so hard today and also wanted so much space from them. Like, all in the same you wanted morning. I didn't want to murder them because I'd really miss them after that. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wonder if I sneak out, if anyone will. You know what I mean? But then I'm like, oh, my God, look at them. Come snuggle me. Please leave mm-hmm. me alone. Come snuggle me. Please leave me alone. It's like having schizophrenia. Oh, it's just, just whip blash it's emotional whiplash yeah they have so much so much do they have like massive emotions right now big time i think and i realized the other day because i i realized that i was waiting for it to get easier yeah i was like i was like just in a couple of months when they're both in school again this will be so much easier and i think i had the realization the other and i have this realization every every month or so where i'm like oh this never gets easy Mm -hmm. cool (laughs) okay so it never gets easy And also, so every day you got to recommit. And then at the end of every day, you can quit. Because they're asleep? Yeah. Or you want to run away? Yeah, either any, all of it. (laughs) And D, all of the above. But I think I got to say, though, that once... I like how you're thinking. Yet if you would have told me that when I was freshly out of the hospital, I would have been, like, absolutely freaked out. Because there's... To come to that realization... And maybe this is the biggest gift and poison when you become parent is that this happens to you. This realization mm-hmm. happens to you that mm-hmm. that level of control over your life is never going to happen. That things don't last mm-hmm. for the better and worse. Mm-hmm. And there's no truth. None. And so this is the gift they, they gift you. And it's also like pretty freaking intense it's intense yeah you can't know i don't think before yeah no i don't think you can i I think it's designed that way yes otherwise we would not reproduce no i mean if if you really made a pro con list about kids having kids there's definitely more cons definitely like absolutely definite like probably fourfold yes i'm making that up i have no data to back that number up but that's what i think we can make the exercise. We yeah. can do the exercise if you want to. But yeah, no, it's definitely like sometimes I do list that. I go to bed and now I'm going to start listing everything that went wrong and everything that. Yeah. And yet it just takes. And it's kind of the opposite. You know, like when when you go online and there's one bad comment and usually you're going to cling <laughs> yeah. onto it. It's yeah. like 10 times. Apparently it's like 10 times more powerful. Yeah. Well, a kid that tells you I love you you're the best mom. It's like the opposite. It is. It's like all yeah. the shitty things they did. And then suddenly or their first laugh or. Yeah, when they take their first step. There's yeah. a lot of first in, in these first moments. But yeah, they just warm your heart and it's over. Yeah, because once that pro-con list becomes a person, like you make that pro-con list like before you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Don't cons win. <laughs> well, cons win, right? Like absolutely. Once you have the person yeah. there, yeah, that list is a void. Yeah. So if someone says, is having kids worth it? Not well, when in, it's abstract, maybe not. But mm-hmm. when it's a person, 100%, When right? it's a person and when you bonded with that person. Because I remember yes. feeling that yeah, yeah, yeah. this, everybody told me, oh, it took you, long, should, yeah. you, should, you should feel that love and it's going to overpower everything else and you're going to be fine. Yeah, no. If it's true in the end, like four years into it, at the beginning, I was like, where is that immense love no, that I didn't is have supposed it. to no, I didn't have it right away either. sweep me off my feet? Like, it's just didn't happen. She was just an inconvenience. Right. 
it right. was very a lot of work right for not no reward i was about to say not a lot of reward there was no reward no not first. right i mean it's not a reciprocal relationship at first right no that i mean for some women i think that bond happens right away mm-hmm. i think for other birthing people it takes a long time to create that and I also think instinct, like I kept, I kept waiting for like maternal instinct that is learned. I, I do believe absolutely. Mike calls it the Ikea effect. It's like when you build something yeah. and you, you spend like four hours sweating yeah. over that stupid crap yeah. bookcase and then <laughs> yeah. you, you, you lift it and it's suddenly a thing. Then you feel really fucking proud. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that with children. Yeah. I mean, my instinct on both of them today is fab. It's great, but it took six and a half and three and a half years respectively to get to where we are today so if a new mom is looking at that relationship and thinking i may fail your because i don't have that it's because you're brand new yeah and you shouldn't yet and this is why we raise children in villages so other people and i know i know that some villages are violent and some villages aren't you know caring for and i'm talking village as a metaphorical Um, yeah but ultimately we are you know social beasts and we well, need right. and our pe- brains need each other yeah to fire i mean those mirror neuron things are fascinating because essentially if you're not feeling it if you're not feeling a connection but you're around other people who feel a connection they're going to fire those neurons off in your brain so we've been missing that yeah. this year and a half where like happiness is so spreadable <laughs> is yeah. that a word spreadable spreadable yeah you spread it yeah it's like, like s- peanut butter yeah oh yeah 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 when we're all together yeah yeah so happiness is really powerful Mm -hmm. connection is powerful and i think we've been missing that too so just knowing that is is power really but do you think covid kind of also just underlined something that was there before which was the belief that we can do everything individually or just as like a sure and And we can't we can't We've and i think a, yeah i think we, we we kind of thought we could by sure. buying a lot of stuff yeah and then covid was like oh yeah no we we still needed that yeah please don't take that away from I us i think it taught a lot of lessons whether we uh, whether we learn the lessons is 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 going to be individual i mean yeah. i don't know i hope so i hope we learn that we need each other and that we can be there for each I think like one thing I loved during COVID was like people could be like, I need a mental health day. Yeah. And people were like, absolutely. This is really hard. And I'm hoping we can carry that over too, which is like, yeah, this is really hard. Like being a human being is just extremely difficult. So let's give each other some like space to do, think do that. Happen? I hope it will. Hmm. Um, I think if it happens, it's going to be on the backs of women again. So obviously, per usual, per usual, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as long as there's no power disrupted, they're not right. W- unless it affects directly the power, people. Elizabeth is amazing. Elizabeth Wilkins. But to mention <laughs> her, she was like, she had a great mentor who was like, always ask yourself who is benefiting from that, right? And who's benefiting from right. no? And it sucks because if they were really looking at themselves, it would benefit them too to go to therapy or to have mental health. Sure. Day. And but it's just it's not in their storyline. Yeah. It's not in their narrative that productive whatever grinding culture. 
that it well, is. Well, and like, you know, the billionaires became even more Rich. billionaires, <laughs> whatever, you know, during this. So I don't know. But I do think change over time is going to take place as a grassroots, all of us yeah. sort of just slowly pushing things the direction we want to see. This is also why I'd like the earth not to die. So our children yeah, can true. actually benefit true. from, you know, the progress we're, we're all making and that, you know, that has been happening for the past yeah. many centuries. And, you know, because changes happen. Changes we, we are ha- not I, where I mean, we used to be. Like, well, we and my where... parents were even like remarking on it. They were like, yeah. everywhere you go now, there's pride stuff up. And like, you know. Yeah, they and, capitalized on it and now they they're did. making it like they, a money they, thing. But yeah. They did, and that sucks. But the good part of it is that it's, it's super visible. And so my parents, who are in their 70s, are saying, look at all this change mm-hmm. that's happened. And I think it has. I mean, again, the capitalism is not the best part of this but the visibility is is awesome so like if our kids are growing up and being gay or bisexual or whatever is just like nonchalant yeah then we've done something yeah I want right nonchalant on i want nonchalant i want like hey i'm gay and then it's, it's like, like yeah can you yeah, set the cool. table yeah, yeah yeah you were doing you were doing something right <laughs> like that would that would be huge. Yeah. And um, this morning I was asked, like, do you, do you think things are better? Or, and I was like, well, I don't know if it's the algorithms on my social media. And I always right, just see whatever right. I'm interested in, which is usually advocacy work. But I think, I think there's more openness to talk about these things. I if hope we go so. back to the postpartum period or the, you know, trauma or whatever, the fact that COVID was really hard. You know, social media was, did a lot of crappy things. Yeah. But it also opened up the kitchen if you sure. take that as a metaphor sure space, no for you know, sure for we're sure. all in our little bungalows raising children and suddenly like we have access to each other and this is pretty powerful yeah i hope so i hope like I hope seeing so things and yeah and the visibility and the ease of conversation yeah. essentially put pushes the envelope but i don't know i mean it yeah i hope i, I mean i think you're allowed to hang on to the hope that that's otherwise happening. we're just going to literally open the door and leave leave Probably. everybody here no i got i have hope i'll keep the i'm gonna keep my hope forever keep the hope forever, keep the hope forever. okay i think we wrapped i think we did good i think we did good too and we were not interrupted no i mean they could have there was a lot of noise upstairs yeah. so it's hard to say what your upstairs looks like so at this moment i don't care Okay, <laughs> but, but but I mean, there's four of them. I mean, one of them is sleeping. Granted, I know, but she could have woken up at any up. time. So there, guys, there, there's folks. There's hope. There's like real no shit hope. There's hope, you guys. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna end on that. All right. Right. Thank you. <laughs> that was fun. Thank you so much for listening to Faces of the Spartan, the podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate it and register on Apple Podcast or anywhere you listen to us. If you have any show ideas or comments, you can reach us at podcast at facesofpostpartum.com. We also have an Instagram at facesofpostpartum, and we always love to hear from you. See you soon.